Welcome to Exploring Digital with Per, a podcast for entrepreneurs and CEOs who want their businesses to benefit from a digital-first approach. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Exploring Digital with Per. I'm joined today by Ricky Mickelson, who's Head of Marketing at Tempo. Hi, Ricky. Hello. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what Tempo is to begin? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We um, are an end-to-end hiring platform. So to kind of say that in more exciting terms, we connect companies and candidates with each other. And it's candidates who are looking for roles within sales, marketing, customer support, admin, and any kind of like non-technical roles. And the companies we work with are fast-growing startups. Um, so people who really need like that sort of customer support thing, um, people who traditionally don't have a very set recruitment process, but who are just growing fast, need people um, to hire straight away. So on our platform, we connect companies to people and it's kind of matched up based on the experience you're looking for and um, what the company is looking for. Okay, really interesting. So uh, there's a platform at the heart of it. And, and is there much of a sort of a value add service around the platform? Is, is that, What's the sort of human element, I guess, to the, the business as well? Yeah, so we have a sort of in-house customer experience team that makes sure that obviously every single company and every single candidate that come onto the platform are legit. And also just to make sure that they actually get what they're looking for. Um, but we are very much a self-serve platform. So we do want companies to come on and manage the entire process and send in the platform. Um, and the real benefit is that rather than going to a job board where you have to sift through 200 CVs, you only really have to sift through 10 candidates. And those 10 yeah, candidates were all like targeted. Exactly. They were all match what you're looking for. And you can sort of request a video interview directly within the platform, which obviously is quite interesting right now, how that um, is something everyone is doing now because we're forced to it. Um, but we've kind of been doing it for a few years now. Of course, yes. Yeah. So over the last few months, it's been a really challenging time for lots of businesses, but recruitment, Absolutely. I think, was one of the earliest to see a significant disruption. Um, and because you're quite startup-focused, I mean, was it across the board that you saw um, saw an impact or did it were there particular areas of industry that you work in where it was, it was first to notice um, just a drop-off in demand? Yeah, so interestingly, a lot of the companies that are kind of well-funded, growing fast, they kept hiring for a few weeks, so like up until a month, where they're like, yeah, it's fine, we can keep doing this remotely. Um, but naturally, after a little while, they're like, actually, we need to pause it a little bit. Um, so we have had, obviously, a sort of decrease in certain companies and certain jobs, but then we've had like a bit of an increase with other companies. So um, you see like digital healthcare companies, they need quite a lot of customer support at the moment. Um, meal kit delivery services, we've had a few of those sign up, kind of needing a bit more support. Um, and also kind of a bit sad, but I guess natural, we've had like a funeral service and will like company sign up. Um, so it's interesting how it's like changed a little bit from the more traditional um, fintech companies and sort of fun startups to the ones that are more yeah. necessity um, these days. Absolutely. And has it changed the the way that you're recruiting or, or um, you know, filtering candidates? Because, you know, it is a different type of person, I guess, uh, or a different sort of candidate that's appropriate for these more serious necessity jobs than the fast growth fund startups. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a there's a big change around how 
like the sort of people you're looking for because first of all you can't really have a face-to-face interview so everything has to happen on the platform or like for a zoom call those sort of things um so one of the things we've seen that's been used quite a lot recently is something we call a video q a feature um so essentially companies on the platform can ask a couple of questions to the candidates and those questions are typically um how like why do you want to work for our company how would you support someone who's calling with x problem and then they can sort of get a reply from that without having to commit to bring them into a face-to-face interview so that's a quite interesting um there's been a quite interesting uptake in that was that something that you'd i mean because you, you use a platform for recruitment anyway was that part of your process generally to do very little face-to-face meeting before a job was offered or was it still the norm that there would be some form of, of face-to-face interview? Most companies do want some face-to-face interaction um, but we do have some companies that have hired remote workers or workers for an office that's outside of London um, and those ones if it's let's say a temp role for three months where you're going to be doing customer support um, and going to be on the phone quite a lot. There are some companies that are happy to kind of hire that without the face-to-face interaction so they can do a video call, make sure that this person is articulate, they understand the business, they're interested in the business and they want to be there. And then obviously what we do is just vet the candidates. So we will always meet that candidate if it's a temp job and the company don't kind of sort out the paperwork itself. Um, yeah, because we obviously do want to make sure it's a legit person on the other end. <laughs> so so how, do you, how do you do that vetting now? What's changed in your internal process then to ensure that you can vet someone without the physical meeting? Yeah, so we're doing that remotely now where before we would meet someone face-to-face, we're doing a lot of video calls now, which I'm sure most companies are like, regardless of whether you're hiring or just doing a team catch-up. So yeah, everything is through video and then we get the right documentation through, um, sort of copies of that sent through. So that's really, do you think this is an opportunity for the recruitment world? To, so, so it's no longer a case of uh, having to have that physical uh, meeting um, and, and really a, a platform like yours is, is the perfect kind of uh, growth uh, of the recruitment industry. The other side of this is that look, we've already got all of these systems in place um, that will allow companies to scale up the other side. How can we quickly um, build our work- workforce back up and ha- who's got the systems in place to allow us to do so? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what's quite interesting is how um, I think for, for many years people have talked about, oh, it's a candidate-driven job market now. It's not company-driven anymore. Candidates have all the power in their hands. Where now it's still candidate-driven, but in a different way because a lot of candidates are forced to go out and look for jobs now. They're probably forced to look a bit broader than they normally would. So now I think there's a lot of owners and the companies to make sure you still give candidates a good experience. So you don't want to just ignore people. You don't want to have those 500 candidates from a job board never hear anything back from you. Um, So when you can do that filtered view, you know, like, okay, these candidates are relevant and they will get some sort of feedback. They might not be the right one for the role, but we can dismiss them in a nice way, but at least they know these are my skills and it matches what this company is looking for. Um, so I think like companies are obviously forced now to embrace this new way of hiring, but I do think it will have like a long-term impact where people realize actually recruitment doesn't have to be that difficult. We can do it in a nicer way. We don't have to go through the pain of job board to ATS to next step and back and forth and 
sifting through that much. Um, so hopefully it's going to be a change for the better when we sort of come out on the other side of everything. Completely. I, I think the other side that's interesting is that having um, I, we, having shared an office with a fast growth startup in the past, so I shared an mm. office with Perkbo- Perkbox for a couple of yeah. years, and um, the speed of their their growth and their hiring was phenomenal. But it meant that they were you know constantly oh we need to add another floor in the building or we need twice as much space on that floor and then oh now we need a bigger office and we've got to get so much more space than we need and suddenly if if we're going to assume that a, a more remote working model is is going to be in place for a long time then potentially startups growth doesn't need to be as inhibited as it was by physical space uh, and there's Absolutely. actually a lot of opportunity especially for these these customer service roles where they don't necessarily need to be you know physically located within a, mm. within a centralized office yeah absolutely absolutely i think there are quite a few companies who've gone out there already and said we're fully remotely for the rest of the year um, and it is quite cool to see how people are embracing it especially when you look at more traditional companies who might have been a bit scared of remote work in the past they're like oh we don't want to work from home and you need to be here from nine to six it's quite interesting to see how companies now I think we can feel like everyone is still super productive you get tired in a different way but we're also working really hard and doing our best as we can remotely so there's definitely an interesting trend there. Yeah, of course. I think another sort of area to explore is the fact that because you're working with lots of uh, lots of fast growth startups, um, and nearly always hiring is is not a uh, a function of productivity or or economic success. It's normally a function of well, what's the funding situation? Mm. Um, and my impression as an outsider was that funding started to slow down. Uh, for new, you know, new companies seeking uh, funding opportunities, pretty immediately. Whereas, and lots of investors were then just focusing on how can I ensure that the, my existing investments are secure, and how can I keep funding those and keep them sustainable. So, do you think, as a result, you're likely to be doing other than the pivot you've seen in demand for you know, different companies that you're, you're getting approached for work? Do you think right now it's for for the platform? It's going to be more about servicing existing customers by and large than sort of drive, trying to drive new business. We we are definitely focusing a bit more on like the nurturing and awareness piece right now rather than doing the hard sell and going out there and doing new business because there's a lot of, I think, first of all, the companies that are hiring right now are probably quite overwhelmed by the contact and response they're getting. Um, but yep. it's just a really nice time to actually check in with old customers and existing customers, make sure everyone is doing fine, like see how you can support people and just be a bit more human during these times where everyone is quite detached from their colleagues and from their friends. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's a, there's definitely a good opportunity to kind of focus a bit more Absolutely. on your existing relationships. And I think from I think the, sorry, sorry, go um, from our sort of community like candidate perspective, we're definitely focusing a lot more on just like the tips to do productive remote work like how to get through these times like how you can do a good online interviews so rather than just like oh sign up sign up sign up we're doing much more of a softer sell around here's how we can support people who are looking for a job right now or people who are working remotely people who are about to graduate even like it's such a completely different landscape they're going into where there's no graduate streams like they used to um so we're kind of taking on that responsibility of educating people a bit about the alternative routes into work rather than jumping straight onto a graduate scheme. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's a really interesting and you know and difficult time for people who are leaving university right now. And, and there's mm. there's this job market that's not exactly filled with demand. So how can Absolutely. you? Uh, yeah, there's an opportunity for companies in return. If uh, I, I think there's there's been a number of companies who've not handled the uh, this sort of swap to remote working particularly well, especially when their re- resolution or their alternative to previous customer support systems is oh we've got a chat bot and we've not really configured it or mm. we've oh, we've, oh, we've just put a really you know thorough faq on online and it's it's not enough you know you call companies and you you literally can't get through um please email us so yeah and I, and I think that's horrible so isn't that it? you could be offering yeah and especially during during these times here where everything that i have ordered online I've definitely been a bit more overbearing about the fact that it might take an extra day to get delivered. It's like, that's fine. I get it. There's loads of demand. But if you do have a problem, you kind of want that human contact. You don't want an automated response that's like, oh, we'll get back to you, blah, blah, blah. It's it's really important to keep that human element where we can right now because we don't have the opportunity to maybe give the best service that we normally would. Absolutely. Um, and I, I was interested to find out as well, because uh, you mentioned that as an organization, you've been hiring during this period and just how that's been as, as, a, as a process that you've seen firsthand, um, you know, growing, the, growing your team and, and bringing mm. people in. What's, what's changed? How has the onboarding and recruitment process worked for you? Yeah, it's quite interesting because we are, we're quite keen on like culture hires. Like in our company, we, we want to give people a chance if we think they have the right culture fit, if they come in and they're really passionate about tempo, then we're more likely to hire those people, even if they might not have like all of the technical skills. If they come in and show, you know what, I want to grow tempo. I'm really passionate about this. Um, we usually give people a chance because that's the kind of people that succeed really in a small company. Um, so right now, having to assess that passion remotely is really difficult. Um, it's a quite big change to not be able to meet someone face to face and if they're doing a presentation around the job, um, I've just been hiring for a marketing role. It, it is a completely different scenario all of a sudden. So one of the ways we have kind of shifted it is that once we've been doing these video interviews, when we get people to the final stage, we've done kind of like a two-hour video interview, which is really overwhelming when you think about it. But we want to make sure that both like we as a company feel confident about the candidate, but also the candidate, like they can't see the office, they can't meet us. They have to essentially say yes to an opportunity where they've never been in the physical space. Um, So what we've been doing is like two hour interviews where it's like 15 minutes where you talk to this person, 15 minutes where you talk to this person, 15 minutes where you talk to this person. So they kind of get to meet a few members of the team. So they can be like the head of departments, of various teams or someone they will be working closely with. Um, And by doing that, they've been able to get an idea of this is the team I'm going to be talking to every single day, but also like outside of the team who would be my contact to go to around certain things. Um, And then we've sort of had a little call afterwards without the candidate and been like, what did everyone think? What did you talk about? Was there any red flags? And how do we feel about it? Um, so, So that's been quite interesting. It's it's quite tiring. Like I'm sure you can relate to that as well. You know, when you're on a Zoom call, you have to pay so much yeah. attention all the time. You can't zone out in the same way that you might do in a meeting sometime where you just sort of like, oh, what am I having for dinner? You just can't do that in a Zoom call because it's just lost. And um, so, so yeah, that that's like one of the ways. But 
the few, so we've onboarded a few candidates completely remotely and it's definitely difficult because we have a lot of internal chats on Slack where we're just like, oh, we're talking about this and people have no idea what's going on. Um, but we try to be as social as we can remotely. So every Friday afternoon, we host a little like quiz or catch up or something where a member of the team will have organized something. And then we can just sort of check in how people are doing, have a little drink together remotely. And we do the same every Monday morning as well. Check in, everyone dials in on a call. We talk about the key challenges from last week, um, new revenue numbers, new targets, and what has been going on and what's coming up for the week ahead. So it's really nice to kind of check in and make sure we can stay social, even though we're apart. Absolutely. I wanted to come back to your, your point you raised earlier about how being on a Zoom call is is different to, to mm. being in a, in a face-to-face meeting. And I actually think it's a different sort of soft skill that people are having to develop because depending on how, uh, right, fine, yes, it's a combination of skills because you've one got to have a little bit of, of technical now to get yourself set up. Uh, and that is a bare minimum criteria for arriving for a job. <laughs> I think we're all sorted on that front now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that, but that's, that's the first cutoff. And then there's also the, pe- different people seem to adapt uh, to varying degrees um, on these things about how awkward they find it. Mm. And some people are just a little bit more shy speaking to a camera than they are uh, to, a, to a person and, and, and vice versa. So um, I think it's it's going to be harder to, to get the measure of someone. You can't, um, even if, even just somehow being able to see someone in the face, there's no lag in a reaction. You can see mm. it instantly on their face, their, their impression. And the moment you add a microsecond of, of delay in, in the speed, somehow it, it's not the same. And um, when you have that echo where you sort of can hear yourself and you can hear them and you just sit there like, what is even happening right now? <laughs> It yeah, is, uh, and you can yeah. lose the impact of what you say, or, or could be concerned mm. that you're not getting the true meaning of what they're trying to say as a result. So, um, I think it, it, we have to maybe be a little bit more allowing of people, in the same way that we're kind of permissive of people to, oh yeah, the phone's ringing, the Alexa's gone off, my you know my dog's barking. Yeah, um, we have to assume that people aren't necessarily going to be at their best in an interview uh, because you know it's it's they're already at a disadvantage; they're not physically mm. there. And, you know, some some people are at an instant disadvantage if their internet is slow and there's a really bad connection, Completely. which is just yeah. not fair. But it's just unfortunately really difficult to get a feel of someone if you can barely see them and there's mm-hmm. a two-second delay on everything they say. So I think there's definitely some pressure in terms of making sure you have your tech right. Just make sure you're in a quiet space. Make sure you have proper lighting. Like all of those things that are always important, but even more so now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how do you think recruitment as a wider industry could change throughout uh, you know, the what we're about to see, hopefully, which is where businesses start hiring and trying to start rebuilding their teams? Do you think recruitment is fundamentally changed forever? Or do, we, do you think traditional recruitment agencies um, will come back in, in t- to the same degree that they were there before? I... I feel like we're still going to have the need for recruitment agencies and job boards and what there's been before. But I think the people that are hiring will have a slightly different mindset and be a bit more open to new ways of doing things because none of us expected this was going to happen. But now we're all surviving while doing really well. And one of our sort of missions is that we want to make recruitment exciting. It's like it should be exciting when you think about it. It's like you're growing your team. 
um, which means you're growing your company. You're getting like new, fresh energy into the business. It should be such an exciting thing. But for everyone, mm. it's just really overwhelming because it's really expensive, first of all, but it's so time consuming. You have to go through so many CVs, talk to so many people. Um, speaking of the phone ringing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think that people are just going to be more open to these different ways of doing things now. So, yeah, we're quite interested, quite sort of intrigued to see how it's going to impact things in the long term. I think one of the really interesting uh, potential areas is that, right, fine, for a long time we've had uh, a culture or certain companies had a, a company, uh, a culture of you know globe outsourcing on a global level, mm. and it's to what extent human resource becomes a, a globalized commodity, and do you start thinking, well, for this employee, I could pick someone literally anywhere in the world if they're prepared to work on my time zone, mm. um, and is that actually uh, how how much has that fundamentally changed the structure of um, you know the working world? Uh, and the economy. I, my my suspicion is is that people still, by and large, will prefer to be able to gather together weekly mm. um, in a centralized location. Um, but I do think the kind of reliance on being a commutable distance uh, might significantly change. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. I do think there's a lot more flexibility, and and especially if if you find someone who has all of the right talent, and you just can't find them in London or wherever you are in the world, it just makes sense to get them on remotely. And you can always kind of support, like, oh, we'll fly them in to work here for a couple of weeks, a year, um, if that's needed. But I do think there's definitely a lot that you realize now can be done remotely. Completely. So is there anything that, as a result of all this, that you're planning to change within the platform? Are there more tests or psychometrics or social kind of profilers that you can use within the platform, do you think? Or um, are you happy that the platform is, is sort of fit for purpose as it is? We're, we're constantly rolling out new features and it's something we discuss probably on a weekly basis, like how we can improve the experience for both companies and, and candidates. We've been focusing quite a lot on the company side of things lately. So just making sure that they have like a proper dashboard with everything they need and they can sort of manage everything end to end. But now we've started talking a bit more about the candidate experience where we're like, actually, we want to make sure that the candidates understand exactly what's happening because you do sometimes get a candidate calling up like, oh, I haven't heard anything. And you're like, well, actually you have, but clearly they just didn't know how to find that information. And obviously that doesn't really help if we say, well, actually it's there. If they can't find it themselves, then clearly we're not doing a good enough job of it. Um, so we're kind of constantly improving the features. But right now, a big piece is to work on that candidate experience because we don't want people to feel like it's like a job board where you never hear anything. We want to make sure yeah, that people understand exactly where they're in at the process, how they can improve their profile, like how they can stand out more and just kind of get to that super level of, of candidate. I think, I think the, uh, another area that's interesting from the candidate perspective is that so much before, when, when you say in a job interview, this is as much for you to get to know us as it is for us to get to know you. Yeah, 100%. A lot of that was based around, well, this is the office. This is where you're going to go and have a cup mm. of coffee. Here's the kind of desk and chair you'll be sat at. And that doesn't exist right now. So getting to know a company on the basis of, well, these are the people that you'll be working with exclusively, and that's that's your only exposure to it. Um, it's, it's, it's harder to demonstrate that. Uh, on a, in a purely online way. It's not just, absolutely. oh, here are some nice pictures of the office. But, yeah, but imagine if you didn't have, have video. Like, it would be absolutely impossible then <laughs> if it was just like, oh, here's a couple of photos. Like, this is me. Here's a photo of me. 
it, it would just be a completely different world if we couldn't couldn't do that. Good. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about in this? Well, I I feel that it's just obviously I know a lot of people are going through tough, tough times at the moment, but I do feel like all of us, like no matter what industry we work in, we just have that sense of community, which is really nice. <laughs> we, we just have we that. Sort of, I'm just going to silence Yeah. <laughs> they can join in it's fine (laughs) silent there we go no i was just saying i think the the sort of community impact we can have remotely now is just more important than ever just really building out the audience online and talking to people checking in on people how they're doing is just super important and not just like coming at it from the marketing point of view if you sit in a sales team even if you sit in a tech team it doesn't really matter just make sure that the people you're dealing with are doing okay. Completely, yeah. Is it interesting from a, a marketer's perspective, do you think there are companies out there that are presenting themselves better to potential candidates than others? Uh, is there something that companies are doing, uh, particular companies are doing a really good job of, of sort of explaining the benefits of coming to work for them, even though it is a remote working relationship? You know, I think it's more about how people act right now rather than, what they're saying is only about like working for them. So it's more about the companies that go out and say, hey, you can buy this cool mask for £17 with a cool logo on. And you're like, you can't just go in and take advantage of this situation now. It's just completely inappropriate. And, you know, all of those emails we've all received, there's like, here's how we're handling it. And you're like, I really don't care because it has nothing to do with me. So yep. it's just really like what companies are doing, if they're doing it to benefit themselves or if they generally care. Um, so when you get an email from Sainsbury's and they talk about how they're changing things to support the elderly and NHS workers, that's fantastic. You're like, great, that makes me support that brand. It shows that they care, they're doing something that matters. But when you get an email from some company you bought a T-shirt of five years ago and you don't even know how they have your details. And they're just like, hey, um, we just want to say we're still open, so buy some stuff. You know, it, it's just, it definitely impacts whether as a candidate you want to apply for that company. So it's not so much about how you go out and explain the benefits of working there. It's just more about how you as a business actually handle the situation, I believe. Um, yeah. And especially yeah. because, like, when you sort of look at the Gen Z audience and young candidates today, they're just so politically aware and they're so interested in what's going on in the world and they want to be socially responsible. And this is probably a perfect opportunity to actually practice what you preach as a company. Brilliant. Some good food for all there. Well, thank you so much, Ricky, for joining us. It's been lovely speaking with you. And uh, yeah, best thank of luck. Thank you for having me. No, thank you okay. for having me. It's been a pleasure. Great. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Exploring Digital with Per. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining. Remember to subscribe and follow us and to share today's insights with other businesses you know who want to stay relevant in a digital first world.